Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I am your host, Tom O'Shea, episode 42. Yeah, great weekend so far. Although it was a little, yeah, you almost felt like nothing came easy in this one. Nothing came easy. Your heart rate went up and stuff like that. You had to control the heart rate, but still, Red Sox pull out with the two games two out of three in this series against the Seattle Mariners who have been struggling but still have a little bit of a fight in them. But still, two out of three, finish the road trip, West Coast road trip, eight out of ten, very good, very good. Only losing two games, one one against the Angels and one against the Mariners. But we'll get into that in a little bit. All right, series recap. Let's go. Let's get into it. All right. Okay, let's see. Fridays. All right. Yeah, it's a good weekend. It's super uh, regionals for uh, the NCAA tournament. UConn's in it, and a few other people, too, won it, too. Yeah, a little bit of upsets, too. Well, we'll talk about that, too, a little bit. But first, let's get into the series recap. All right. So, Friday. So, basically, the Red Sox got off to a very good start. They did give up the lead, and Mariners did tie it up. But, thankfully, in the seventh, they found a way to come back. Although the Mariners were still out of it, and that was where you had control of the heart rate in this one, but Red Sox hold on with the dub. They win four to three. They increase their record to 31 and 28. All right, let's get into it. The box scores. All right, leading off, and well, yeah, Red Sox leading off and playing right field is Rob Refschneider. He went one for four or one for three, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he struck out once. All right, batting uh, second and playing third base is Rafael Devers, one for four, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he struck out twice. All right, batting third and playing designated hitter was uh, J.D. Martinez, one for four, one run, one RBI, one walk, and he struck out zero times. Batting fourth and playing shortstop, Xander Bogarts, he went one for four, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. Batting fifth at playing second base, Trevor Story, he went 0 for 3, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, did walk one time, but he struck out twice. All right, batting sixth and playing left field, Franchi Cordero, he went 0 for 2, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 2 walks, and he struck out twice. All right, batting seventh and playing catcher, Christian Vasquez, 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, 0 walks, and he struck out once. All right. Batting eighth and playing center field, Jackie Bradley Jr., 0 for, for, 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he struck out 0 times. All right. And then batting uh, for, in another, batting ninth and playing first base, the pretty well the Seattle native, Bobby Dahlbeck. He went 2 for 4, so he pretty much had a pretty good uh, homecoming for this one. 4 for 2, 1 run, 1 RBI, 0 walks, and he struck out once. All right. So basically, offense. So basically, a double by Bogarts, then a couple of home runs, but one by a JD Martinez in the third inning off of Marco Gonzalez, his sixth of the year with zero on and zero out, and then Bobby Dawback, the basically go ahead home run in this one in the seventh inning, his fourth of the year, also off of Andres Munoz with zero on and zero out, and then RBIs, uh, one from Bogarts. Dahlbeck, and then J.D. Martinez. All right, and a stolen base by uh, Franji Cordero, his first of the year. All right, Red Sox pitching, here we go. So Rich Hill got the start and pitched 4.1 innings. 
Gave up five hits, surrendered two runs, and all two of them were earned. Did walk two people, struck out six. Gave up a home run, though, and left the game with a 4.38 ERA. All right. John Schreiber, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings. One hit, but no runs, and definitely earned runs. I can't. That came out wrong. No earned runs. He did walk a person, but he struck out one and gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 1.04 ERA. All right. Jake Diekman, he gets the, or he comes in and pitches and pitches one inning and gets the win. So he's now 2 0 for the year. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Didn't walk, did walk a person, but he struck out one and gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 3.43 ERA. All right. Hanzo Robles, he came in and pitched an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He didn't walk anybody. He struck out one and gave up zero home runs and left the game with, game with a 2.38 ERA. Right. Matt Strom, he comes in and pitches an inning. He did give up three hits, and he did surrender a run, and that one run was earned. He didn't walk anybody, though. He did strike out one person and gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 4.08 ERA. All right, Tanner Houck, the Collinsville, Illinois native, he comes in and pitches an inning and gets the save his first of the year. He does give up a hit, but he doesn't surrender a run and definitely no earned runs. He didn't walk anybody. He strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.46 ERA. All right. Mariners box scores. Here we go. All right, leading off and playing left field, Jesse Winker. He went one for five, one for five, one run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out twice. All right, batting uh, second and playing first or first base was Ty France. He went two for four, so a pretty good night from him. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out once. All right, and then batting third and playing center field, the rookie phenon, Julio Rodriguez. He did go 0 for 5, though. No runs, no RBIs, zero walks, and he did strike out two of those five bats. All right, batting fourth and playing shortstop is J.P. Crawford. He did go one for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, two walks, and he struck out once. All right, and then batting fifth and playing third base is a uh, Eugenio Suarez, he goes up one for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he did strike out four of those five bats. Man, he had four punch outs. Man, so had a base hit. Yeah. All right. Batting six and playing right field. Dylan Moore, he went one for one for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he did strike out zero times. All right, and then pinch hitting for him and then playing right field. Adam Frazier, 0 for three. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he didn't strike out any times or struck out zero times. All right. Bat, well, actually, that was six. All right. Batting seventh and playing second base is uh, Abraham Toro. He goes one for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he did strike out once. All right. Batting uh, eighth and playing uh, DH was uh, Louis, or Luis Torrens. He goes two for four, so a pretty good night from him. One run. Zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out once. All right. Then Pence running for him and playing DH was uh, Sean Haggerty. Hold on. Hold on. Did I say Sean? Hold on. Oh, Sam Haggerty. All right. It was close. All right. Sam Haggerty. He did not get a bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his line score. All right. Batting ninth and playing catcher was uh, Cal Rawling. 
He get went one for two, zero runs, one RBI, two walks, and he struck out zero times. All right, and as I said, just a couple or a double from Suarez, Torrens, and then Ty France, and then, yeah, then a home run by Jesse Winker, his fourth of the year in the fifth inning, off of Rich Hill with one on and one out, basically to kind of tie up the game. Then, as I said, RBIs from uh, Rawling and uh, two from Winker. And then a stolen base by J.P. Crawford, his third of the year. That's about it. And then uh, Seattle pitching, here we go. So getting the star in this one and pitching 4.1 innings is Marco Gonzalez. Gave up two hits, surrendered two runs, and all two of them were earned. Uh, Did walk six people, struck out four, gave up one home run, and left the game with a 3.63 ERA. All right. And and then Penn Murphy, he came in and pitched 0.2 innings. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Uh, didn't walk anybody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and let the game with an 0.78 ERA or 0.87 ERA. All right, and then Eric Swanson, I could be wrong on this name. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, Eric Swanson, he came in and pitched an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Uh, Walk zero people, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.20 ERA. All right. Andres Munoz, he comes in and pitches an inning uh, and also gets lost so two, so he's now one and three for the year. Gave up two hits, surrendered two runs, and all two of them were earned. Uh, didn't walk anybody, struck out zero, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 4.31 ERA. All right, and then Mike Festa. I could be wrong on this name. Oh, Matthew Festa. Okay, I was or I was right. My, Matthew Festa came in and pitched an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He didn't walk anybody. He did strike out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.09 ERA. All right. Remember this dude, Euronis Elias? Yep. So he came in and pitched. 0.2 innings. He used to be a former Red Sox pitcher. All right. Gave up two hits, surrendered zero runs, and definitely none of them were earned, obviously. Uh, didn't walk anybody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.86 ERA. All right. Sergio Romo, he comes in and uh, pitched 0.1 innings. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Doesn't walk anybody, strikes out, strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 6.55 ERN. All right. Summary, here we go. All right. So in the first inning, Red Sox do get on the board first. As basically uh, Xander Bogarts gets the Red Sox their first run and first base hit of the game with a double into uh, right field to score Rafael Devers, make it a one nothing Red Sox lead. And then 2 nothing as in the top of the third inning as uh, J.D. Martinez, he homers in the left field to make it 2 nothing. And then the Mariners do tied up with a runner on. Jesse Winker does hit a game-tying uh, two-run homer in the right field to score himself. And uh, Luis Torrens tied up 2-2. But then a couple innings later in the top of the seventh, the Red Sox do answer back as Bobby Dahlbeck the hometown uh, basically hero for Seattle, somewhat or basically kind of homegrown, ta- shouldn't say homegrown talent, um, basically got the kid from Seattle. Some, uh, is he from Seattle? I think he is, yeah. I think he's from the Washington area, but anyway, all right. 
So uh, Bobby Dawbat, he homers in the left field to give the Red Sox the lead back, 3-2. to two. And then to put a little bit of insurance run on, uh, J.D. Martinez does hit a gra- grounds into a double play, but that scores a run, and that run is Rob Refschneider to make it 4-2. to two. But hold your horses, folks. The Mariners do kind of make it back, trying to make a little bit of a comeback in the eighth inning. Um, as Cal Rawling, he singles in the center field to score uh, Abraham Toro to make it a 4-3 to Red Sox lead. And then they kind of do make a little bit of noise in the ninth inning. But thankfully, a line drive by um, Adam Frazier right in the Trevor Story glove basically ends it. That's where your final score stands. Red Sox win 4-3. Yeah, yeah, they kind of made. Yeah, really, seriously, they had to make you like basically sweat in this game. Good lord, I thought I, I thought the heart rate was basically going to pop up. I thought I was going to. You know, wait, I didn't really have my iPhone or Apple Watch on me, but yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was kind of yeah, especially in the ninth inning. I thought, oh no, especially because how kind of did get into trouble. He did kind of give up. Uh. uh let two people get on, and then a wild pitch kind of moved the runners up with two outs. I thought, oh, no. And then I thought once uh, Adam Frazier did hit his line drive, I thought, oh, crap. And it, even OB's, like, reaction to I thought, oh, no, we lost the game. But it went right in the Trevor Story's glove. We ended up winning. Awesome. Pretty good. Awesome. But still, got him. Nothing comes easy in this game, especially in this or in the series, especially in this game. Yeah. So pretty neat, but still a pretty good win. What a night for Bobby Dahlback. The hometown kid basically getting his uh basically coming back for a homecoming and hitting a home run that basically gives a go-ahead run to the Red Sox. What a way out of way, Bobby D. So pretty good. And even even had like a fan club there in uh Seattle too, like family and friends and stuff like that cheering him on. So it was pretty great. Yeah. So Apparently, I, I'm not sure how this is possible, but uh, one of my former teammates from Harlan was did play against him. I, maybe I could see that happening. Maybe whatever, like a cross-state kind of like game and stuff like that. But uh, this guy played in Colorado, and uh, so apparently they might have faced each other in like something like a tournament and stuff like that, but they did face each other in high school. Yeah, let me look at the message. So Aaron Cook is his name. So he basically told me how like he did face off in high school against this dude. Okay, and I think I just lost the f- yeah. Huh. Wait, what? Yeah, they won't even let you. It was a Snapchat. Oh, all right. That is just the darnest thing. Oh, you know why? I bet you this is like. I bet you that message was some like basically. All right, you know what? That basically message is probably gone. But he did say he did play against them and stuff like that. And basically, yeah, like he said how great of a player he was, and like we did, we do, we had, we did a really good job, kind of like uh getting this guy and stuff like that, and basically drafting them, and hopefully we keep them and stuff like that, stuff like that. It was pretty neat, yeah. So I got nothing else about this game. Just pretty good win overall. Seriously, a, a nice bounce back win after uh, the loss in uh, L.A. against the Angels. Yeah. So pretty good win. Yeah. 
A little bit of a heart racer, but still a pretty good win. All right. We'll go to break and talk about game two of the series. All right. We are back to uh, talk about game two. All right. Let's see. So game two, sadly, we did get off to a pretty good start to begin with. And then it was kind of back and forth. We do, and Bobby Dahlback comes up again in the ninth inning. But then, once again, Hansel Robles, basically Mr. Blown saves himself. Basically could not hold on to lead. Mariners come back in the ninth, top of the ninth, or bottom of the ninth inning and win on a walk-off 7-6. Red Sox drop to 31-29 and 29 at this point. Yeah. All right. We'll talk a little bit, too, about basically, like, a couple of stuff being thrown at and stuff like that, but we'll talk about it, too. J.D. getting thrown at. Yeah. Right. Okay, Red Sox box scores. Here we go. So, leading off and playing second base is Trevor Story. He goes one for four, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out once. All right, and then batting second and playing third base is De- uh, Rafael Devers, one for three, two runs, two RBIs, one walk, and he struck out zero times. All right, and then batting third and playing DH, J.D. Martinez, one for four, one run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. All right, and then batting fourth and playing shortstop is Sander Bogarts, two for four, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out once. All right, batting, batting fifth and playing left field is Alex Verdugo, 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he struck out once. Batting 6 and playing catcher, Christian Vasquez, 1 for 4, 0 runs, 1 RBI, 0 walks, and he struck out 0 times. Batting 7 to playing right field, Franchi Cordero, 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he did strike out 3 of those 4 bats. All right, batting 8 and playing first base is Bobby Dawback, 1 for 4, 1 run, one RBI, zero walks, and he did strike out twice. All right. Batting ninth and playing center field, Jackie Bradley Jr., one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, one, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. All right. And then home runs of basically uh, Rafael Devers. He went yard in the first inning off of George Kirby, his 13th of the year with one on and zero out. And then JD Martinez in the fifth inning, his seventh of the year, also off of George Kirby with one on and two out. And then Bobby Dahlbeck, his fifth of the year in the ninth inning off of Paul Seawald with zero on and two out. And then RBI, as I said, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, two from Devers, uh, two from uh, J.D. Martinez, and then uh, one from uh, Christian Vasquez. And then stolen base by uh, Sander Bogarts is Christian Vasquez. Bogarts is third, and then Vasquez is first. All right. Red Sox pitching, here we go. So Michael Walker, he gets the start in this one and pitches up 4.1 innings. Gave up eight hits, surrendered four runs, and all three of them were earned, but three of them were earned. Uh, does walk a person, strikes out three, gives up a home run, and leaves the game with a 2.33 ERA. So not one of his best starts. All right. And then uh Jake Diekman, he comes in and pitches up 1.1 innings. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Uh, doesn't or walks two people, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.23 or 22 ERA. All right, Ryan Brazier, he comes in and pitches an inning. One hit, one run, and one run, and definitely that one run was earned. Uh, walks zero people, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 5.75 ERA. 
Then uh, Matt Strom, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings and gets a blown save his second of the year. One hit, or he does give up a hit, but he doesn't surrender a run, and that definitely that one run was not earned. He uh, does walk or uh, doesn't walk anybody. Strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves game with a four point oh ERA. How is that a blown save? He doesn't give up a run. Uh, maybe it was maybe that run was on Brazier. That could have been it. That run could have been Brazier, and then Matt Strom gave it up. So yeah, but that run getting credited to Brazier, right? Austin Davis, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Doesn't walk anybody. He does punch out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 1.50 ERA. Then Hansel Robles comes in and pitches 0.2 innings and gets a blown save. He was fourth of the year and loses the game, so he's now 1-2 for the year. Gives up three hits, surrenders two runs, and all two of them were earned. Does does walk a person, strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.20 ERA. Yay! All right. The Mariners box scores. Here we go. So play, leading off and playing left field, Jesse Winker. He goes one for four, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out twice. All right. Batting second and playing first base, Ty France. He goes one for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out once. And then batting third and playing f- or center field is the rookie Phenon, Julio Rodriguez, two for five, so he had a pretty good night. Two runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then batting fourth and playing shortstop, J.P. Crawford, three for four, so a pretty good night from him too. Two runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right, batting fifth or uh, batting fifth and playing third base, Eugenio Suarez, two for free, so pretty good night from him too. Zero runs, one RBI, or zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. Then pinch running for him was Sam Haggerty. He does not get or not he does not get a bat, but he does score a run. So that's basically about it. His one run, but he doesn't get a bat because yeah, because I think he was just a pinch runner. All right. And then uh, batting sit, and then batting six and playing second base, Adam Frazier, one for five, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then batting seventh and playing DH, Abraham Toro, two for five, so a pretty good night from him. Zero runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. And then uh, batting eighth and playing right field, Taylor Trammell. He goes 0 for free, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he strikes out once. Then pinch hitting for him, playing right field, Dylan Moore, 1 for 2, 0 runs, 1 RBI, 0 walks, and he strikes out 0 times. All right, and then batting ninth and playing catcher, uh, Cal Rawling, he goes 0 for free, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he, or 1 walk, and he strikes out once. All right. Then, then as I said, a double for Ty France and then uh, Abraham Toro. And then a home run by Julio Rodriguez, his eighth of the year in the second inning, off of Michael Walker with one on and two out. Then, as I said, RBIs by uh, uh, Adam Frazier, Dylan Moore, uh, Julio Rodriguez. Well, two for Julio Rodriguez and then, yeah, two from Abraham Toro. And then, yeah, that's about it. All right, Seattle pitching, here we go. So leading off and playing, or then uh, I can't talk. So getting the start in this one and pitching five inning was George Kirby. He gave up six hits, surrendered five runs, three of them were earned. 
Uh, doesn't walk a person, strikes out four, gives up two home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.65 ERA. Penn Murphy, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Does not walk a person, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 0.83 ERA. Ryan Brokey, he comes in and pitches an inning. Does give up a hit, but doesn't surrender a run, and definitely no earned runs. Doesn't walk anybody, strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 10.13 ERA. Diego Castillo, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Doesn't walk anybody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 5.32 ERA. Paul Seawald, he comes in and pitches an inning. Uh, and also gets a win, too, so he's now 3-1 and one for the year. Uh, gives, up a, gives up a hit. But doesn't sur- and he does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Uh, doesn't walk anybody, strikes out two, gives up a home run, and leaves the game with a 2.42 ERA. All right. So here we are. So to begin with the game, leading off, uh, basically, well, actually, uh, so story does get on with an error, but then Rafael Devers does hit a uh, towering home run in the right center field to make it a 2-0 Red Sox lead as he scores himself and Story. And that's about it. And that, well, not, well, actually. And then Christian Vasquez, he singles into right field to score Xander Bogarts, 3-0 Red Sox lead. But then the bottom of the fifth, uh, Red, the Oriole, or the Mariners do get on the board, finally get on the board as a wild pitch by Michael Walker scores Ty France. And moves Julio Rodriguez the third, and then JP Crawford the second to make it a three to one Red Sox to lead, and then at two not or two the three to two uh, Red Sox still lead as Adam Frazier he singles into a uh, off of a uh, Trevor Story to score Julio Rodriguez, yeah, and then in the bottom of the second Julio Rodriguez does give the lead back to the Mariners as he hits a two run home run into left center field to make it. Four to three as he scores himself and Jesse Winker. Bom- or atop the fifth, Red Sox do retake the lead as JD Martinez. He hits a towering two run, uh, two run home run in the left center field to score himself and Rafael Dover's five to four. Red Sox still lead. Then the bottom fifth, the game was tied up again as Abraham Toro he doubles into left field to score JP Crawford. Then the top of the ninth. Big Bob or uh, Bobby D. He comes up again, Bobby Dahlbeck, and he hits a towering home run in the left field that almost got caught by Jesse Winker, but he wasn't able to catch it to give the Red Sox a six to five lead. But sadly, folks, that lead would not last. In the bottom of the ninth, Abraham Toro he singles in the center field to score JP Crawford to make it tied up six to five, and then. Dylan Moore hits a walk-off single into a center field to score Sam Haggerty. 7-6 Mariners lead win. That's your final score. So let's talk about the beginning of the game. All right, so after Rafael Devers does hit his home run, um, it was uh, the Re- or uh, the Mariners did throw at uh, J- or J.D. Martinez, and then 
Um, or Alex Cora didn't make the mention, hey, that's twice now, and then last year has had to get into it. Like, we're done, we're done. And I was confused of what really happened to me. I'm still kind of confused of what really happened. They look like Nessa was trying to look up what history was between the Mariners or like George Kirby or like JD Martinez, stuff like that. Or even look up what happened. Like, were they pissed off that uh, Rafael Devers, like, because he, after he hit the home run, he was admiring it. I just looking at her admiring it and stuff like that. I thought, were they mad about that? Seriously, in a day and age where we're now letting the whole let the kids play movement, which I am a big supporter of, Kanye, I mean, we're just mad at that. Good Lord, the Mariners need to grow a pair and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is so dumb. Really. Seriously. When do they – if that's the case, if that really is the case of why they threw a J.D. Martinez – after that, they they really become soft. That is really a soft, really move. Oh my lord! Jeez. Seriously, in a day and age where like people are admiring home runs, are pimping home runs, and flipping bats, I mean, they got mad at that. Even they were doing it too. Like seriously, J.P. Crawford every time he hit a bloop hit, basically was like basically high stepping onto the base and jumping on the bag, and now they're getting mad because Rafael Devers is admiring a home run after he knows it's definitely gone oh my god if that's the case i don't know we haven't really found out what really happened yeah and now kind of looking back i mean sir and then so at so heading to the ninth inning i thought okay all we gotta do is just hold maybe hansel robles even though he's mr blown save himself might come up with a might basically come back or basically uh hold on for the win he does not. I don't know if I think too, and this is kind of a little bit of like a dumb take, but I did kind of hear uh, Dave O'Brien did say right when Abraham Toro came up and basically tied up the game that Red Sox are going to win this game and stuff like that. I thought, you dummy. You basically just jinxed it. And right after that, yeah. Down 0-2. Well, actually, I think it was like 3-2 count and stuff like that. He did hit a basic game-tying uh, RBI single. I think it was an RBI single or a double. But, yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm blaming Dave O'Brien for the loss, but I am kind of thinking, yeah, what would have happened if you didn't say we won or we're going to win this game? Kind of deal. Also, you got to blame it too, but it, seriously, Hansel Robles needs to come in and close the door on this. Seriously, he he's no closer. He is, leads the team and save opportunities of blown saves. Lord. And last year, he was basically lights out as a closer. I mean, he did have that hiccup uh, game against the Blue Jays earlier on in his uh, Red Sox uh, career, like where he kind of like pissed off the entire bench, and they basically came back and basically – had like a hip parade game and stuff like that on. But yeah, but since then, since after like after that, he was basically Mr. Lights Out. And like he was Mr. Reliable as a closer. He's not Mr. Reliable as a closer this year. He kind of stinks. To the point where we're even having to bring Tanner Hawkins. We're already thinking about bringing Tanner. Well, here's the thing too. We're already thinking about bringing a Chris Sale in as a reliever now. Yeah, Chris Sale as a reliever. Well, I feel I think that might be a good idea, but still, I don't know. Yeah. 
what if he stinks up the joint too as a closer or basically as a reliever too as Chris Sale? I am kind of thinking I can see the idea of him using it to try to work him in and stuff like that and bring him in gently after the whole, yeah, rib cage and stuff like that. But still, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we really do need a closer because this really just stinks. I hate this closer by committee crap. Seriously, find a closer. Find someone who is going to come in, close out the night, one, two, three, and let's go home and get something, or let's go eat and stuff like that and get ready. Yeah, because seriously, if Hansel Robles does not blow that game, we could have easily came out this weekend with a sweep. But still, it's still a serious win, but still, at the same time, I mean, think of what would happen if he held on to the win or held on to the lead and then, like, basically just give it up. Yeah. I don't know. All right, we'll go to break and finish up with game three and then finish up with other stuff like what's on the far- what's up on the farm. Uh a little bit of college baseball segment, standings, um Red Sox stat leaders, our fancy baseball segment, and the series look ahead to the Oakland series back home in Boston. All right. All right, we are back to wrap up the series recap. All right, game three and the series finale in this one so all right so pretty good day i mean a little bit of low offense to begin with but then rafael devers he earns his scoops of ice cream in the eighth inning as he hits a towering home run into left field to get the red Sox a two nothing lead and then a couple of plays too one by devers himself and then one by uh rob ref snyder basically say at the game basically holds the red Sox to a two nothing win Red Sox increased their record to 32 and 29. 2 nothing. your Red Sox final score. All right. And a series win heading back home to Boston to wrap up the series or the West Coast road trip. All right. Red Sox box scores leading off and playing right or center field and right field. Rob Ref Snyder, he goes 0 for free. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out once. All right. Batting second and playing third base is a uh, standard or a uh, Rafael Devers one for free, one run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out once. All right, batting third and playing DH, JD Martinez he goes one for free. He, that did run did end up being a error, but then they basically went back and gave him a hit, so he does have basically one for free, zero runs, uh, one zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out twice. All right. Batting fourth and playing shortstop, Xander Bogarts, one for three, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out zero times. Batting four, or uh, batting fifth and playing second base is uh, Trevor Story, 0 for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out zero times. So, okay, thanks for that. Yeah, add on to his uh, team leading strikeouts. Batting six and playing left field. Alex Verdugo, one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out, and he doesn't strike out zero any times. That just did not come out right. All right, he doesn't strike out at all. All right. Batting seventh and playing first base, Bobby Dahlback, 0 for four. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and definitely no strikeouts. All right, batting eighth and playing right field, Christian Arroyo, 0 for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Then pinch hitting for him and playing center field is Jackie Valley Jr. 
one for or uh, zero for one, and that one at bat is a strikeout. So not to go over that. All right, and then batting ninth and playing catcher Kevin Pawecki, zero for three, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out one of those free at bats. All right, here we go. So basically, a uh, couple doubles from uh, Bogarts and uh, JD Martinez, and a home run by Rafael Devers, his fourteenth of the year in the eighth in the eighth inning off of Paul Seawald. One on and two out, so he earns his scoop of ice cream and basically two double or two RBIs from Rafael Devers, right, and then nothing else. All right, getting the start in this one, Red Sox pitching, getting the start in this one and pitching uh, five innings is Cutter Crawford. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, Garrett Whitlock because, but now Garrett Whitlock's now on the fifteen day IL, so he's going to be out for a little bit. And then also to uh, Nathan Avaldi was. Uh, did enter the IL too, so let's see. So we might have to call somebody else up to there too. So you try to ask it. All right, Nathan Valdi has entered the 15-day IL on a or on a low or a low back inflation. All right, well you need to take care of that. All right. So I'm not sure if anybody's going to be called up now. Uh, let's see. I think someone did. I think it's Phillips Valdez. I could be wrong. I think it's Phillips Valdez. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to find out, too, because, yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, all right. So, yeah, I mean, his Evaldi start is next. Is uh, basically, yeah, like uh, the series coming up. All right. Anyway, Cutter Crawford, he gave up only one hit, and he surrendered zero runs, and none of them were earned, obviously. He does walk four people, but he punches out seven, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 5.74 ERA. So still a bad ERA, but still a nice day from old Cutter Crawford. The future, probably the future of our starting rotation. All right. Then coming in and pitching for him was Ryan Brazier. Pitched an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Doesn't walk anybody. Strikes out one. Gave up zero home runs and leaves the game. With a 5.48 ERA. All right, Austin Davis, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He does walk a person, though, strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 1.46 ERA. And then coming in, pitches 0.1 innings, and getting the win, so he's now 2-0 for the year, is Tyler Danish. Gives up zero hits, surrenders zero runs, and de- none of them were earned, obviously. Uh, doesn't walk anybody. Strikes out zero, though. Gives up zero home runs. And leaves the game with a 3.27 ERA. John Schreiber, he comes in and pitches 1.0 innings. He doesn't give up any hits. Surrendered zero runs. And none of them were earned. Doesn't walk anybody. Strikes out one. Gives up zero home runs. And leaves the game with an 0.98 ERA. The Collinsville, Illinois native, he comes in, Tanner Houck, he comes in and pitches an inning and gets the save his second of the year. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He doesn't walk anybody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leads the game with a 3.38 ERA. I just saw something right here. Did we just throw a combined one hitter today? I think we just did. Really? Cutter Crawford only gave up one hit for the Red Sox pitching stat today. Nobody else has given up a hit. 
or gave up a hit today. Wow. All right. A combined one hitter. Pretty good. Pretty good. So honestly, uh, all right. Uh, awesome. You kind of witnessed a little bit of Red Sox history today. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one hitters aren't. Yeah, but still. Yeah. A little bit of dominance today for the Red Sox pitching staff. I really, yeah, especially giving, basically crapping on the Red Sox uh, relief pitching last night too. That was a that was a nice bounce back for them for the bullpen. Yeah, for them from last night too, where basically Hansel Robles gave up the game and stuff like that. So yeah. All right, Mariners box scores. Here we go. Leading off and playing left field is Jesse Winker. He goes 0 for free, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 1 walk, and he does strike out twice. Excuse me. All right. Lee or then bang second and playing first base is Ty France, 0 for free, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 1 walk, and he does strike out one of those three at bats. All right. Batting uh, third and playing center field is the rookie phenom, Julio Rodriguez, 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out three of those four bats. Batting fourth and playing center or a shortstop is J.P. Crawford, 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Batting fifth and playing D.H., Eugenio Suarez, 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out two of those four bats. All right. And then batting six, or uh, batting six and playing second base, Adam Frazier, 0 for, f- 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right. Then batting seven, then playing third base, Abraham Toro, 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. And then batting uh, eighth and playing right field, Abraham, or uh, Taylor, or Abraham Toro, or Batting eighth and playing right field is Taylor Trammell, 0 for 1, 0 runs, 1, 0 RBIs, 1 walk, and he strikes out 0 times. And then pinch running for him or pinch hitting for him and playing right field is Dylan Moore, but he does not get a bat whatsoever because that one at bat he did have was a walk and that does not count as an at bat. Alright, so just the one walk. And then batting us. Uh, and then bang ninth and playing catcher is Lu- or Luis Torrens, one for free. So the only guy that had a hit today for the, for the old M's. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. Then, as I said, basically just the only one base hit is from uh, Luis Torrens. Although um, a couple of stolen bases from the guys who did get on because of walks. Uh, two or uh, one from uh, Adam Frazier, his second of the year, and then one from Taylor Trammell, his first of the year, and then one from Dylan Moore, his fifth of the year. But that's about it offensively. All right, Red or Seattle pitching. Here we go. So leading off and playing uh, our. Why did I do that again? All right, getting the start in this one and pitching seven innings. The defending American League Cy Young winner Robbie Ray. Uh, he gives up three hits. He doesn't surrender a run, though, and definitely none of them are earned. He does walk a person, strikes out four, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a four, or leaves the game with a four point fifty two ERA. So he was pretty dominant too. All right, Paul Seawald he comes in and pitches an inning and gets lost, so he's now three and two for the year. Gives up one hit, does surrender two runs, and definitely those run two runs were earned. 
Doesn't walk anybody, though. Strikes out two, gives up a home run, and leaves the game with a 3.09 ERA. All right. Sergio Romo, he comes in and pitches an inning. He doesn't give up a hit, doesn't surrender a run, and definitely no earned runs. Doesn't walk anybody, strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 6.00 ERA. All right. Summary, and this is going to be short because this is the only part of the game that they actually did score. In the top of the eighth inning, Rafael Devers with a runner on as Rob Reschneider gets on with a hit-by-pitch. He, as in Rafael Devers, he homers his 14th and team-leading a home run of the year into left field. Basically, that thing was gone after that. And then he just admired it again. Yeah, they were also trying to hit J.D. Martinez, too, again. Yeah, so that's the third time they've done that. All right. So that makes it a two-run or two-nothing Red Sox lead. That is where your final score would stand. Add away. All right. So, yeah, so that's pretty neat. I did not know that we threw a combined one-hitter today. Yeah, the only base hit was given up to Luis Torrens. And that was basically just a, I think it was a single. Yeah, it was just a single in the fifth inning. But that's about it. I mean, seriously, Cutter Crawford was dominant. The last time he did pitch was back in August of uh, last year. And he basically got kicked in the balls. Yeah, he basically was, he basically got stomped on by the Cleveland Indians. Now the Cleveland Guardians now. Um but yeah, but yeah, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is like this guy's supposed to be the future of our pitching staff, as in like basically one of our top pitching starter or starters or in our starting rotation in the near future. And today he basically went out and basically shut the door on the Mariners, only giving up, as I said, one base hit. And then afterwards, our bullpen basically just gave up basically nothing. It did walk a couple people though, but still, that was just about it. No base hits though. And I will say, really, in the top and the bottom of the eighth inning, where the fi- where the game probably could have hit south, um, Devers makes a huge big play to basically get out. Uh, trying to find out who, but then and then Rob's Neff's Rob Ref Snyder, he comes in, in with one out and basically a ball. Hold on, you know what? Yeah, we do have this. All right, what are we doing? We have this. All right, all right. So, scoring summary, all plays go down to the bottom of the eighth. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, basically. All right. Here we go. So, basically. So, as I said. Oh, all right. So, Jesse Winker, he hits a basically kind of a soft little grounder to Rafael. There's a five. Okay. He, Winker's going to get on. But Devers make the play and basically a very close play. But he's still got him out. All right, and then Ty France hit a line drive in the right field to uh, just or to a Rob Reschler. I thought, okay, I thought that was a Royal at first. I didn't realize they made a switch, a defensive switch. But yeah, Rob Reschler, if he wasn't there, he really makes a really good play. He ma- he makes a play, and he basically becomes a hero after that. He basically saved, pretty much saved the game from going out of hand at that point. He basically made his. Superman ESPN, yeah, ESPN top 30 or top 10 a worthy play to basically save the game and basically made sure the Red Sox got out of there with a serious win. So pretty good. Add away Rob Repschneider. My dad did not know who he was. Like, who's this dude? And I had to explain to him too. Yeah, I had to explain to old Jim that uh 
This is who Rob Schneider is. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't get to see him because either if somebody's down or something like that, that's when you're going to see him because he's pretty much spending his time in old Worcester. Yeah. But thank you, Rob Schneider, for saving the game. Ran 30, 73 feet for the catch. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that was a nice signing. I mean, so far, it's been a nice signing. I mean, I like him so far. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Awesome. So you did see that uh, on Twitter uh, for the page, I did put, or for every time, if like every time a game ends, like for either it was minor league or our Reds, or the actual Red Sox game, I put, post a gift with the Red Sox box score. So today, uh, since uh, we did win a series in Seattle, and then we did, uh, and that's where the show Frazier takes place. And I did do a Frazier uh, gift. For uh, the ser- or for the win today, yeah, an old Fraser tweet or Fraser gif, yeah, that's why I usually do use gifts and stuff like that for uh, our wins, wins and losses for the tweets, yeah. Oh wait, oh yeah, yeah, there we are, yeah. Yeah, I mean it is fitting. I mean Fraser is basically where that show kind of takes place. Fraser, yeah, it's a Fraser versus Cheers uh, matchup series. Oh, that is true, Fraser. Yeah, Fraser and Cheers. Which Frasier is a spinoff show of Cheers, so yeah, so yeah, this is actually a spinoff show where he actually goes back home to Seattle and becomes a radio psychiatrist or does his radio talk show as a psychiatrist. Well, actually, psychologist. They're actually called psychiatrists. Psychologists. I was actually was told that in a actual psycho or a psychology class that that the term is actually psychologist, not psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. See, I did pick up some things in college. So get off my back. <laughs> All right. Man, good. Very good series win today. A much-needed one, too, especially a much the, after the series we had at home a couple weeks back where we lost a series to the O's, another division opponent that we should have taken care of, but we didn't take care of. And then splitting a series with one of the worst teams in baseball, the Cincinnati Reds, it's good to come out of this West Coast road trip with 8 out of 10 wins. So pretty good. Awesome. Very good. Very good. And we caught some of those teams on a really good time, too. I mean, seriously. I mean, if we would have caught the Angels a month ago on the West Coast, that would have been a, yeah, that we probably would talk about a different story at this time, but still. All right. Let's talk about what's up on the farm, our minor league or minor league baseball segment for our Red Sox farm system. All right. So let's see. So let's talk about what happened Friday night. All right, so the or the Worcester Red Sox, our Triple A team, they played against the Buffalo uh, Bisons, and sadly, folks, they did lose again, four to one. Brian Bellows, he gets the win or gets the loss in this one. So yeah, so basically a rarity in this one. So he's now three and one with a three point forty nine ERA. So not great at all. Yeah. The Woo Sox are now tw- at this point twenty nine and twenty nine by the end of Friday. And then Portland, they played against the Hartford Yargoats, and sadly, they lost fourteen to two or fourteen to twelve. Despite home runs from a uh, Tyreek Reed or two home runs from Tyreek Reed, a home run by Rafilia, uh, Dresden, and then Mar- Mar- or Moreno, Red Sox just or Sea Dogs just couldn't get the win in this one. Fourteen to twelve is your final score. It's the Hartford Yargoats. 
Spack gets the loss, so he's now one and three for the year with a four point uh, four four point forty five ERA. The Sea Dogs are now twenty four and thirty one at this point. All right, then the Greenville Drive they took on uh, the Asheville uh, Taurus, and thankfully, at least for them, they got a series or got a win against the Taurus, sixteen to four. So a blowout win. Um, Northcutt go has the hat trick game, so he hits three home runs in this game, so pretty good out of way. Northcutt, and then Joe Davis also goes yard, his eighth of the year. All right, so pretty good. And then uh, Rodal gets the win for the old uh, drive, so he's now two and four for the year with, an, but still with an eight point two ERA, so still not great. The drivers unfortunately still twenty one and thirty four, so still not good, but still at least it was good against win. All right, and then the Salem Red Sox take on the Charleston River Dogs, and sadly, they lose this one 11 to 7. So, Padia gets the loss, so he's now 2 and 1 with a 6 or a 6.97 ERA. The Sea Dog or the Sail or Red Sox are now 28 and 27 at this point. All right, so that is Friday's box scores. All right, let's head into Saturday. All right, Saturday. All right. Okay, so the or the Worcester they took on a uh, Buffalo again, and once again the uh, same identical score as Friday, and same result four to one Buffalo wins despite a home run by Hernandez his sixth of the year not Kike Ronaldo Hernandez our catching prospect we got from the race all right so Feliz gets the loss so he's now zero and one for the year with a four point eleven ERA so not good. The Woo Sox are now 29 and 30 at this point. Yeah. Yeah, making all fart noises because of the stain. All right. And then Portland take on or the Sea Dogs took on the Hartford Yardcoats again and once again lost 7 to 3 despite a home run by Rafilia, his second of the year well with the Sea Dogs. All right. And then Santos gets the loss. He is now 5 and 5 for the year with a 4.03 ERA. So not good at all. And the Sea Dogs now fall to 24 and 32. Not good. Not good at all. All right. All right. And then let's see. The Greenville Drive. They took on the Asheville Taurus again and won again. Three to two. So pretty good. Awesome. And thanks to home runs once again by Joe Davis and Nicholas Northcutt. So pretty good. Awesome. And then, as I said, uh, Arenado gets the win. So he's now. Two and one or two and one for the year with a six point forty eight ERA for the old drive, and Fernandez gets a save, so it's fifth of the year. All right, and but despite that, the driver still twenty two and thirty four, so still not good, but still two wins in a row, so pretty good so far since the last time we talked. All right, and then uh, the Salem Red Sox do play against the Charleston uh, River Dogs again, and once again they lost twelve to four. Yeah, Jackson gets the loss in this one. He is now two and six with a six point thirty seven ERA, and the Salem Red Sox are now twenty eight and twenty eight at this point. Yeah, yuck. I think they, I think this is like their uh, sixth straight loss in the or fifth straight loss in a row. That's not good. All right, all right, and then today here we go. All right, so the Woo Sox they took on Buffalo again, and they end up winning the series finale. Four to three, so pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. And with home runs by Jeter Downs and Jaron Durant. Pretty good. Awesome. And then Frank German or German 
gets his uh for, or gets his gets a win his first of the year, so he's now one and zero with a two point fifty seven ERA. And Caleb Ort gets the save his eighth of the year, so pretty good, awesome, awesome. All right, and the Woo Sox or uh, are now back at five hundred with a thirty and thirty record, awesome. All right, then Portland took on us. Uh, Hartford again, and sadly they lost six to three, so not good. Um, Martinez gets the loss, so he's now zero and two for the year, so not great at all. So he is six point zero ERA. The Sea Dogs are now twenty four and thirty three at this point. Man, they just can't get a win against Hartford for some reason, which is a Colorado Rockies double A team. Weird. They're on the other side of the country. I mean, almost close to the other side of the country. How do they have a farm team? In Connecticut. Doesn't make any sense, but whatever. All right. Okay, so uh, Greenville Drive, they take on the Asheville Taurus again and won the series finale 11-8, to so pretty good. Awesome. Thanks to a couple home runs by uh, Tyler uh, McDonough, Nick or Alex Benellis, um, Joe Davis, and then Steven Scott had a home run, his third of the year. And then uh, Kaza or Cow. Ka- Ka- or Kwiatkowski gets the win, so he's now two and one, the four point ninety one ERA, so pretty good. And but that, uh, but still that the driver still twenty three and thirty four, but still three wins in a row, so pretty good. Awesome, awesome. Last time we talked, all right. And then Salem Red Sox, they did play again against the Charleston uh, River Dogs, and they got swept in the series. Four to one was your final score in the series finale. Despite a home run by Marcelo Meyer, our top our top shortstop prospect and probably the future, uh, his fourth of the year. Uberstein gets the loss, so he's now three and three for the year with a four point forty one ERA, so still not good. The Salem Red Sox fall to twenty eight and twenty nine at this point. All right, that is it. All right, and then tomorrow, nothing going on tomorrow, so an off day for all four teams. And then Tuesday is when they start another series. All right, let's go over that series. All right, or at least the game one of that series. All right, so the Woo Sox take on the Toledo Mud Hens or the Troy Tigers AAA team. So that game will be at uh, 6.45 Eastern time, 5.45 Central time for me. Starters have not been announced yet. All right, and then Portland will take on... The red or the Redding Fighting Phils in Red or in Redding, uh, Pennsylvania, seven or seven o'clock Eastern Time, five, or six o'clock or six o'clock Central Time for me. Starters have not been announced yet. All right, Greenville Drive. They'll head down to Hickory and take on the Hickory Crawdads again, six or seven o'clock Eastern Time, and then six o'clock Central Time for me. Starters have also not been announced. All right, they probably have, and they probably won't until like possibly close to game day. And then Salem Red Sox will take on uh, the Delmora Shorebirds again, 11, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time, and then 10.05 Central time for me. Starters have not been announced yet. All right, that is it for what's up on the farm. All right, so we'll go to break and talk about college baseball for a little bit and then wrap it up with MLB standings, Red Sox stat leaders, our fantasy baseball update, and our series look ahead to the Oakland Athletics, the Bat Bars, Uncle Tom. <laughs> the Bat Bars, they're the A's. Yeah. 
That was our only way to catch him. <laughs> well, he's already starting to call them A's. It's my ace hatch. Yeah. So, anyway, series look ahead to the A's. All right. So, don't go anywhere, folks. All right. We are back talking about a little bit of college baseball for a little bit, but still, super section or super regionals are still going on. But a few people have punched their tickets to Omaha. Shall we talk about or shall we name some of those teams? All right. Yeah, we probably should. We should. All right, so a few teams clinched. Uh, one on Saturday, and that team is Texas A&M, so pretty good. So the old Aggies of Texas A&M have just punched their tickets to Omaha. So pretty good, pretty good. Awesome. All right, but and so, yeah, Casey Smith of Old Barstool must be, re- must be really happy. Now, I did listen to her podcast she does for college, bat- or college football. And she was talking about, too, a little bit of the College World Series, too. How she's kind of pulling for a little bit of a and Hopefully, they might get into the World Series. So, pretty good. Awesome. Good for her. All right. Darn it. Darn it. I didn't want to go back. All right. And then, today, a few teams have punched their tickets also. First, for the first time in 20 years, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish have punched their tickets to Omaha, at away. Notre Dame's heading to the College World Series after upsetting, basically shocking the college baseball world by knocking off the number one ranked team in land and the best team in college baseball right now, the Tennessee the Tennessee Volunteers, taking a best of, best of three series. So pretty good, awesome. At one point they were down at one point, but then I took a nap. I was basically and uh, I was also kind of waiting for uh, the Red Sox to finally get their base hit, in, which they did in the second day. And then I checked the score of that game. I thought, wow, is this really happening? That Can Notre Dame just knock off the number one ranked team in the land? What the heck? I mean, is this, is this for real? Am, am I dreaming? Maybe it's a dream. Yeah, just knock my – just not hit my head on the – on the like, coffee table, I said, "All right, no, we're it's a, it's not a dream. We are still, yeah, you just couldn't believe it. Like Notre Dame, after being not that big of a baseball school, and the first, last time they gone to the World, College World Series, I was basically ten years old or about to turn ten years old at the time. That is just major. That's good for the Fighting Irish. I, I you know what? I'm kind of pulling for them in this College World Series. Hopefully, they get a ton. Let's just shock the baseball world. Let's shock the whole world." Yeah, let's prove that Notre Dame just isn't just not only as a football school but also a baseball school too. Let's go. Let's let's do it. Let's shock the world. Let's prove everybody wrong. Let's prove the doubters wrong. All right. All right, and then Oklahoma punched their tickets too. Domhaus are pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty good for them. Attaway Sooners. And then Ole Miss, the old Rebels, they punched their tickets, so they're going back again. So pretty good. And then Arkansas. After the season they had last year and not making the Omaha and being the number one ranked team in the land, kind of like Tennessee and basically gotten upset by NC State, who are on basically a miracle run of their own, kind of to have punched their tickets to Omaha. I did see Ben Attendee, former Red Sox uh, left fielder Andrew Ben Attendee, did tweet because he did go to college there. He was a Razorback. Yep. So pretty good. So good for the older Razorbacks. So currently, right now, let's see how we're doing on the other fronts, too, because there were some other games, too, that we're still kind of winning the results on. Right, refresh. 
All right, so, all right, right now, um, so yeah, as I said, so, Conne so Connecticut is losing right now. So if they lose this game, because they did win last night's game, it's a best of three series, and uh, so they're losing to Stanford right now in the bottom of the ninth inning, eight to two. So depending if they don't come back in this one, but surprise, they probably might not. Uh, there will be a best of three or a winner take all game free tomorrow. So yeah, so yeah, Arkansas won a walk off. That's pretty neat. Gets against a UNC, so pretty good, awesome. Yeah, all right. And then right now, so and then Texas is now leading uh, um, ECU. That was a wild game yesterday against uh, Texas and ECU. It was back and forth, and then yeah, Texas won all walk off. Yeah, so it's pretty neat. So yeah. Currently, right, but they're on weather delay right now. Let's see if any update is on that weather delay. All right. Yeah, come on. Load, 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 load. <laughs> Let's not sing. All right. Oh, this is the bottom of the, bottom of the first inning. So they basically came back from the delay. All right. Still 4 nothing, But uh, ECU does have runners on second and third. Ugh. Yeah. The old Pirates trying to make it, trying to take down uh, the Longhorns. So single, so yeah. All right. So that's about it. And then uh, right now, Oregon State and also Oregon State versus Auburn. I'm calling poem for Auburn here because I had did have a buddy from Harlan that transferred over to Auburn after he was done at Harlan. Let's see how they're doing right now. Bottom of the second, still no score, but nobody out. Yeah. All right. This is game. I think this game. This is game two, all right. So who won against Auburn, Oregon State? Uh, it was Auburn. All right, so Auburn wins tonight. They're punching their tickets to Omaha. So, yeah. So, yeah, as I said, so, yeah, so. And then, yeah, and then uh, Texas versus ECU, that's tied up. But it's kind of looking like if Texas does hold on to this one, they will move on and punch their tickets to Omaha. And then Connecticut versus Stanford, that's kind of looking like that game is probably going to go to a game free tomorrow. So whoever wins that will punch your tickets to them all. I love this time of the year. It is, it's fun. It's kind of fun. That is basically, that's kind of like my version of the Super Bowl, the College World Series. Just seriously, like that and the MLB World Series. Just, yeah, just leave me alone and just let me watch these games and don't even talk to me kind of deal. I mean, seriously, college baseball is the best. It really is all levels. Divi or uh, NCAA Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, and then NAI, and then the JUCO levels too. They're just the best. They really are. True. <clears throat> and this is this is basically where the future of the MLB is coming from. Like some of these teams. I mean, there are kids that do get drafted out of high school and do kind of go up the MLB that way. But still, I mean, there are people that are basically Hall of Famers and stuff like that have gone through the college route, whether it's. NTAA, NAIA, and then JUCO, stuff like that. So give a little respect to college baseball. I mean, sometimes it might not be fun, but still at the same time, it can be fun too. It can also be fun too. A little bit, yeah. There's an old, an older, elderly lady. I said, so this was during the lockout. So she said, so I basically said, we might not have a actual MLB baseball, but at least we have college baseball. She said, <laughs> Like scoffed and like, excuse me for someone who gave five years of his life as a 
Juco manager and you're scoffing. What the Because <laughs> it's not fun. It's like MLB baseball. Okay, maybe, uh, but still, shut up. They could still both be fun. All right. Let's go over MLB standing. Since today, since basically all games today have been final Sunday night baseball matchup between the Mets and the Angels, I believe has been final. I could be wrong. Yep, it's been final. Mets won 4-1. to one. Man, the Angels just keep losing. <laughs> That that's why I called the episode last episode role reversal because lat a month ago at this time they were basically the top dogs right now and then the Red Sox were just would be lucky to even get in the posting right now but it's kind of a reversal right now yeah all right okay so made American League standings right in the East leading the pack still is the New York Yankees with a forty four and sixteen record the first team to forty. Um, then in second place is the, uh, in second place, but by like basically a half a game is the Toronto Blue Jays. And then right behind them is the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Blue Jays have a 35 and 24 record and the Rays have a 35 and 25 record. <clears throat> All right. And then behind them in fourth place is your lovely Boston Red Sox with a 32 and 29 record. And in dead last place and 18 and a half games back to the division lead is the Baltimore Orioles with a 26 and 35 record. All right. In the central division leading the pack right now is the Minnesota Twins with a 35 and 27 record. Behind them are the Cleveland Guardians with a 20, 29 and 27 record. Behind them are the Chicago White Sox with a 27 and 31 record. Behind them are the Detroit Tigers with a 24 and 35 record. And in dead last place and 13 and a half games back. And possibly the worst team in baseball right now is the Kansas City Royals with a 20 and 39 record. All right. In the West right now, leading the pack is the Houston Astros with a 37 and 23 record. They still just keep on rolling. Um, behind them are the Texas Rangers with a 28 and 31 record. So they're just climbing their way back up. Um, behind them are the LA Angels with a 29 and 33 record. Behind them are the Seattle Mariners with a 27 and 37 record. And in dead last place and 17 games back under the division lead is the Red Sox next opponent, the Oakland A's with a 21 and 41 record. The bad bars, Uncle Tom. Yeah. And now the National League leading the pack in the East is the New York Mets with a 40 and 22 record. The second team to lead 40 wins. So, yeah, maybe a Mets and maybe, oh man, a Mets and Yankees World Series. What a turn. I mean, I would like the Mets to go that far, but the Yankees, ugh. Yeah, but maybe, I don't know, that we might be heading to that direction. Uh, Yankees World Series. Uh, can we make sure that doesn't happen? <laughs> Make sure they don't go to the World Series again. Seriously, I kind of like this drought of them not going to the World Series or even winning it to begin with. Kind of like that drought. Can we keep that rolling? All right. As I said, Mets in first place. So behind them in second place are the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves with a 34 and 27 record. Behind them are the Philadelphia Phillies with a 30 and 30 record. So they just keep on rolling after just fired Joe Girardi. I think this is like their. Oh, they did lose today. All right, never mind. All right, I thought this like they were on a roll at one point. The break. Oh yeah, I did see that. Braves are eleven. Have won eleven straight. Wow, man. 
they're starting to find a way to get back in it. All right, behind them and or well behind the Phillies in fourth place of the Miami Marlins with a 27-31 record and in dead last place and of 17 games back out of the division is the Washington Nationals with a 23 and 39 record. In the central division, leading the pack right now is the St. Louis Cardinals with its 34 and 27 record. Behind them are the Milwaukee Brewers with a 34 and 28 record. Behind them are the Pittsburgh Pirates with a 24 and 34 record. Behind them is my adopted National League team, the Chicago Cubs, with a 20, 23 and 36 record. And in dead last place, and basically the worst team in the National League right now, and 12 and a half games back of the division, is the Cincinnati Reds with a 21 and 39 record. In the West right now, leading the pack is the L.A. Dodgers with a 23-27 and 27 record, but behind them by a half a game, don't look now, is the San Diego Padres with a 37-24 and 24 record. Um, behind them are the San Francisco Giants with a 33-26 and 26 record. Behind them are the Arizona Diamondbacks with a 29-33 and 33 record. And in dead last place and 10 and a half games back of the division is the Colorado Rockies with a 27-34 and 34 record. All right. Leading the pack right now. All right. Well, actually, hold on. What am I doing? All right. So, Red Sox stat leaders. All right. Here we go. So, leading the team in ER, our batting average is JD Martinez with a 347 record or 347 uh, batting average, I should say. What am I talking about? All right. Leading the team in home runs is Rafael Devers with 14. Leading the team in RBIs is Trevor Story with 41. Leading the team in stolen bases is Trevor Story also with eight. Leading the team in runs is Devers with 47. Leading the team in on-base percentage is uh, J.D. Martinez with 412. Leading the team in slugging percentage is uh, Rafael Devers with 605. Leading the team in ops is also Devers with 978. Leading the team in hits is Devers with 83. Leading the team in doubles, it's Devers with 23. Leading the team in triples is a freeway tie, a five-way tie between Jackie Bradley Jr., Franchi Cordero, uh, Bobby Dawback, Rafael Devers, and Jaron Durant with one. All of them have one. All right. Leading the team in walks is De- or a story with 24, but also leading the team in strikeouts it's De- is Trevor Story with 73. All right. Leading the team also in uh, sadly in uh, caught stealing is Jackie Bradley Jr. with two. Leading the team in games played, it's Devers with 60. And leading the team in at-bats, it's Devers with 248. All right. Pitching, here we go. All right. So leading the team in ERA is also uh, Nathan Ovaldi with 316. Uh, leading the team in wins, it's uh, Pavetta with five. Leading the team in strikeouts, it's Ivaldi with 72. Leading the team in save opportunities or uh, in saves, it's uh, Strom with three. Leading the team in whip, it's uh, Avaldi with a 1.10. Leading the team in batting average against, it's Pavetta with 215. Leading the team in uh, innings pitch, it's Avaldi with 68.1. Leading the team in complete games, it's a three-way tie between Evaldi, Pavetta, and Michael Walker with one. Pretty good. Awesome. Leading the team in games played, it's Diekman with 26. Leading the team in a uh, game started, it's a two-way tie between 
Nathan Waldy and Nick Pavetta, who looks like Josh Winkowski for some reason. All right, fix the apps, MLB. All right, but they both have 12 of Waldy and uh, Pavetta with 12 games uh, started. All right, yeah, who knows? Maybe we might have to bring up uh, Winkowski in a little bit because of Vivaldi going down. I don't know. Maybe he could. All right. All right. Leading the team in losses, it's Pavetta with us five. Leading the team in save opportunities, it's uh, or, uh, Robles with six. Leading the team in uh, ERA or ERA or runs in runs given up or earn runs given up, it's Pavetta with the 28. And then runs given up, it is a uh, two-way tie, two-way tie between uh, Ivaldi and Pavetta, who looks like Matt Strom for some reason. Uh, Fixture app MLB is a uh, twenty-eight for uh, Ivaldi and Pavetta, and then hits given up, it's Ivaldi uh, with tw- sixty-five. Home runs surrendered, it's Ivaldi with sixteen, and then walks given up, it's Pavetta with uh, twenty-three. All right, fielding. Here we go. So games played, it's uh, Devers with fifty-nine. Game started, it's uh, Devers with 58. Innings played, it's uh, Devers with 511.1. Total chances, it's uh, Vasquez with uh, 380 or 380. Put outs, it's Vasquez with 359. Um, Assists, it's uh, Bogarts with 145. Errors, it's uh, Devers with 7. Double plays, it's uh, Bogarts with 31. Stolen bases against, it's uh, Vasquez with 20. Caught stealing against, it's Vasquez with 8. Uh, stolen bases percentage against, it's uh, Vasquez with 714. Pass balls, Vasquez with 2. Uh, wild pitches, Vasquez also with 12. And then fielding percentage, it is a three-way tie between Jackie Bradley Jr., Kike Hernandez, and Nick Pavetta with a 1,000 fielding, fielding percentage. And then total range or range factor, it's uh, Vasquez with 8.77. All right. Red Sox stat leaders, there you go. All right. Well, let's see. Do we have time to go over fancy real quick or go to break? I think we do. Maybe we can. Let's go over it. All right. Okay. So, Friday. So, Friday I had a – this is a MLB play. So, on Beat the Streak, I had a – Jose Ramirez and then JD or Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians and then JD Martinez of your Boston Red Sox. And here's how they performed. All right. So, um, what am I talking? All right. So, uh, Ramirez had went three for four and then, uh, Martina or JD went one for four. So basically at this point, I have a two game history at this point. And then sadly, yes. Yesterday, I had uh, Miguel Cabrera of the Detroit Tigers and Xander Bogarts of your Boston Red Sox. And sadly, um, Miguel Cabrera went 0 for 4, so Miggy did not help me out whatsoever. And then uh, Xander Bogarts did go 2 for 4, but sadly, the two-game hit streak does come to an end, sadly. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to make a really good fart noise. I don't know. And then today... I had Alex Verdugo of your Boston Red Sox, and then Mike Trout of the LA Angels of or LA Angels. All right, and both Verdugo and Trout both went one for four, so pretty good. So we restarted a two-game hit streak. So pretty good, pretty good, awesome. Just what I like to see. I like it. 
All right. And then tomorrow, I do have Red Sox do have a day off, but then I have Michael Brantley of the Houston Astros and then uh, Ty France of the Seattle Mariners as my two picks for Beat the Streak. All right, let me put those guys in. All right. Ty France. France. Yeah, like the French. All right. We might just piss. Yeah, we have any French listeners? <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, so that's it for beat the streak. All right, so MLB uh, quick pick. All right, let's see how I did. All right, so still nothing on today's, but yesterday. Let's see, two for seven. All right, hold on. Well, I just gave away. All right. All right. Hold on. All right, so Friday I went – well, actually, let's talk about Thursday. All right, so Thursday I did go over 7, so basically I just had a trickle-down effect from uh, last episode. All right, but Friday I did get back into it, 2 for 7, and then also 2 for 7 on Saturday, and then we we're still awaiting the results on today's games. But, yeah, still nothing has uh, shown up yet. We're probably not going to get anything until later on, probably like around 4 o'clock in the morning. That's probably when they're going to actually announce it. Come on. How long does it take to go over, calculate all what what pick you got right and what picks you got wrong? How hard is it to – like how long does it take to do that? Whatever. Maybe I just don't know what goes on. I don't know. I just feel like it's just laziness. I just feel like it's just – I'm just going to take my measly little time and don't give a shit about my customers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to take my amazing time because my time is more important than yours. Right, whatever. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, all right. For uh, Diamond Derby, so yesterday or on Friday, I uh, scored two runs on eight bases. So pretty good. And then uh, fr- and then uh, Saturday, I scored zero runs on two bases. Let's see, today, all right. So I scored zero runs also today, zero runs on two bases today, two. And, all right, and then tomorrow, let's see, let's put that in. Tomorrow. All right. Okay, there we go. All right, so that's it for MLB uh, play. So, yeah, pretty good. So pretty good day. All right. All right. All right. And then here we go. MLB Fantasy. So right now. So MLB Fantasy. So let's start on ESPN Fantasy. ESPN Fantasy. All right. So let's see. The wearing of the green. So currently right now they are losing to Los Angeles Jaegers. 345 to 234. So it's kind of looking like the six game losing or win streak is going to come to an end. And they are probably going to finish out the week with a. Hold on. I got to go all the way back down. Come on. Go down. All right. All right. So I'm basically going to finish the week probably seven and two. So yeah. I still a pretty good record, but still. Yeah. We could have got like. Eight and one right now, and be pretty good, right? And be like the best team in the league. All right, the Oakland Babars. So currently, they are beating T 
Team Young, 281 to 182. All right, so it looks like they might break the two-game losing streak and increase their record to 7-2. and two. So pretty good. Awesome, awesome. Pretty, pretty good. All right. All right, so the pay Rafi Devers. So currently right now they are losing to Team Schroeder, 302 to 266. Um, so it looks like they're going to go back into the losing column and – and they're going to drop to 6-3, and three, so not great if the score holds up, which it probably will at this point since every game has been called at this point. All right. Or every game has gone final. All right. Arthur Reed's the GOAT. So currently right now they're losing the Team Bomba squad, 341 to 249. And it's looking like their four-game lo- or win streak is going to come to an end as they will now drop to 6-3 and three also. Yeah, so not great. Yeah. Ugh. Not great. All right. All right. And the Yankees lose. So currently right now they're losing the team Blanco. Three. So basically Blanco came all the way back and won 308 or 308 to 261. At this point, I'm just going to say they're, they're probably going to win. Just for the fact that every game gone final at this point. So, so yeah, the three-game win streak is going to come to an end for the Yankees lose. And they're going to drop to four and or five and four. So you got ugh, not great. All right, dancing on my own. So currently, right now, they're losing the team Ratty or Rate three hundred and twelve or team Rate three hundred and twelve or three hundred thirteen to two hundred and seventy four. So it looks like they're going to go right back in the losing column and drop to three and six. Yuck. Yeah. We are doing a disservice to old Kevin Puecki. Yeah, because that's basically why we called that team Dance on My Own because of the walk-up song that Kevin Puecki still has. That was basically kind of the rallying cry for 20, uh, 2021 last year. Yeah. All right. Okay, so the Frio takes. So currently right now, all right, let's see how they're doing. So they are beating... Much a Dallas about nothing. Um, they're winning right now eight to two. So it's looking like if this holds up, they will increase their record to seven and sw- seven, one and one. So seven wins, one loss, and one draw. All right. All right. It's okay. So Gombridge. So currently, right now, they are winning six to four against, let's see, come on, load, against a Glenn's Grand team, six to four. All right, so if this holds up, which it probably will, they will be 5-3-1. and one. So five wins, three losses, and one draw. So pretty good. Awesome. Pretty good. I had a voice crack. Oh, my. Uh, all right, Section 10. So currently right now, see, they're tied up with the uh, Disciples for Christ right now, 5-5. Five to five. And it's looking like if this holds up, which probably will, they'll probably be 4-4-1. Four, four and one. So – Four wins, four losses, and one draw. Still, I kind of do count draws as losses, but still, yeah. I mean, it's better than a loss, but still, I mean, could have got a win too. All right. Starting nine, they are currently losing to Dennis's dazzling team, nine to one. So it's looking like if this holds up, they will be two, six, and one. So two wins, six, one. Two wins, six losses, and one draw. Maybe this is a curse. Maybe you guys shouldn't have got rid of Carabas and uh, 
Dallas Brayton. Yeah, this probably that's why we're losing. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, that is right. Hmm. All right, the Royal Rooters. So currently, right now, they are beating Orioles seven to two. So pretty good, awesome. And if the score holds up, they will be four, five, four and five. So pretty good, awesome, awesome, pretty good. Yeah. All right, and then finally, call him Poppy. So currently, right now. They are um, are losing to toilet paper for my uh. That's what it means. All right, so never mind. We want to still it's the name. We're not going to say because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So um, they are currently losing uh to that particular name, that team name we cannot say on air. Um, five to four. So five to four. So yeah. So if that score holds up. Also, they will drop to six and three. Yeah. All right. So that is it for your fancy baseball update. All right. Ooh, and we're running out of time in this segment. All right, we will go to break and wrap it up with uh, your serious look ahead to the A's. All right, we are back to uh, wrap up the show with the serious look ahead to the Oakland A's. The Oakland Babars. Well, that's one of my fantasy teams. All right, so Monday, it is off. We do not have a game on Monday. A nice a nice little off, a nice little, I can't talk. A nice little off day before, and to basically give us time off to watch the Boston Celtics take on the Golden State Warriors for Game Five of the NBA Finals. All right, but Game Two, Game One of that series will be against the Red Sox versus A's will be on Tuesday, six ten Central Time, seven ten Eastern Time. Nick Pavetta versus a uh, who's this dude? <laughs> Who's this dude? Oh my word! The A's are Jared Coning. Jared Coning. All right. So Nick Pavetta is five for, or five and five for the year with a three point seventy eight ERA. And last time he pitched was on Thursday against the Angels, and not one of his great starts. Old Giancarlo. Wow, that really is his nickname, Giancarlo. That 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 can't be right. That's a that's a fake. Pev. No, his name is Mickey Mickey Smooches, not Pev. <laughs> oh, he has a Juco banner. All right, anyway, back, back, back. All right, so last time he pitched was uh, Thursday against the Angels. Pitched five innings, gave up six hits, surrendered four runs, walked two people despite striking out 11, and he gets a loss. All right, against the old Angels. Used to be the old Angels of Anaheim, but yeah. All right, and then Jared Conning. He is 0-1 with a 9.0 ERA, so the Red Sox should jump on this dude if we can. All right. All right, so let's see. So last time he pitched was against Atlanta on a Wednesday. Pitched four innings, gave up five hits, surrendered four runs, uh, walked two, struck out three, and got the loss. All right, so we should jump on this guy. All right, and then Wednesday. All right. So that game will be at 6 10 Central Time, um, 7 10 Eastern Time, and it'll be against uh, Red Sox uh, Secret Weapon, newly called up TBD, um, because we don't know who the starter is. TBD. Yeah, I love this dude. TBD, our secret weapon. All right, and then James Caprillion. All right, we'll go over James Caprillion, all right, since we don't know who the Red Sox starter is going to be. All right. Caprillion is a 0-3 with a 5.73 ERA. Last time he pitched 
was on Thursday against the Cleveland Guardians. He pitched five innings, gave up two, four, gave up five hits, surrendered two runs, and walked zero people, struck out three, and got no decision at that point. He did last time he did pitch against the Red Sox, he did lose, and he did also give up four earned runs. So yeah, I think that was the Friday last Friday. Yeah, that was last Friday. All right, not the Friday that just happened. The Friday like was the third. All right. And then Thursday, we also will be an early one at 12.35 Central Time and then 1.45 Eastern Time, so an early game, oh, an early afternoon game, so pretty good. All right. Well, I mean, depending on who you are. I mean, there are some people that don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. And then our also it will also be TBD for the Red Sox because we don't know our secret weapon, so two straight days in a row. Two straight days in a row versus Paul Blackburn. Who is two and five with a two point thirty five or thirty one ERA? So last time old Blackburn pitched. All right, old, old Blackburn. All right, let's see. He pitched eight innings against the Cleveland Guardians on, I believe, fr- or on a Friday. Gave up four hits. He didn't surrender a run though. He did walk a person. He did strike out three, but he got no decision in that one. All right. I'm not gonna go over his nickname. That 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 just looks bad. All right, all right. And then afterwards, that will be the end of the series on Thursday. All right, that is it. All right. So we don't know who the two Red Sox starters will be for the net for the last two games of that series. But yeah, we'll find out in the next couple of days. All right. Your weather look ahead. Let's see what the weather's gonna be like in old Boston, Massachusetts, for uh this ser- for this uh upcoming series. Oh, Boston, Mass. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. Chuck, chuck. All right. So, Tuesday night. What's the weather going to be like? Clear skies. Low 60, low, low around 60 degrees. Winds to 5 to 10 mile per hour. And a 6% chance of rain. So, we're probably going to get this game in. All right, Wednesday. All right, partly cloudy, 58 degrees, 5 to 10 mile per hour winds, and a 19% chance of rain. All right, and then Thursday afternoon. All right, considerable cloudiness, 77 degrees, winds to 10 to 20 mile per hour, and a 7% chance of rain. All right. And then, yeah. All right, so that is it for your weather look ahead. All right. All right, so final thoughts. Um, not much. I mean, I do have the week off this week for work. Yeah, it's like we gotta use our vacation days up before the thirtieth of June, and decided to take the last five vacation days I have left of this 2021-2022 school year, and use them on this week. So I have the week off. I don't know. I might do some stuff like maybe some yard work on my house. Maybe go to a uh, Iron Kids, kind of like hang out there. Well, Iron Kids is like. Normal community's a basketball or kids' basketball camp, so I'll basically hang out with the coaches and stuff like that, hang out with them, catch up with them, maybe help out a little bit too. But, yeah, that's about it. That's basically my week so far. Watch some Red Sox baseball. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, seriously, I get to stay up late because I don't have to go to work. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're recording now. Yeah, as opposed to uh, later, earlier. But, yeah, good. 
What a great series win. And especially kind of a little bit of a heartbreak or a little bit of like a heartbeat or two, like racing heart racing in some of these games. Because they, they in the ninth inning, especially the first two games, you had to basically sit at the edge of your seat. Yeah. But good, they got a series win against a kind of struggling Mariners team who at the beginning of the year, they thought, okay, this team might be good. This might be – and I even picked them as a, one of our wild card teams for the – for the postseason, for preseason predictions. I picked them as one of wildcard team, but they're something. I mean, there's still time, but still, I mean, so far, they're not really proving me right so far. So, but still, I mean, good win. Great to get win eight out of ten games on the West Coast. Head back home to Boston um, for basically a ten. Well, actually, hold on. Is it ten? Is it a ten game? All right. We'll answer this back. We should we should know this by now. All right. Actually, nine game or nine game or nine game homestand against the A's, the Cardinals, and the Detroit Tigers. Detroit and the Detroit. And then we head back on the road again. All right. So that's it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at the red underscore charter. Then follow the show on TikTok at lowercase socks Illinois. Then follow the show on Instagram also at lowercase socks Illinois. And then follow the show or then like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, and Google. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys next or see you guys Thursday afternoon. Banyana.